For the last year, there's been a ton of controversy around the rights of AI images and these AI image generators like Midjourney and Dolly and they're stealing you know, pictures from artists and blah, blah, blah. There's all these lawsuits going on. In the midst of all the lawsuits, there is a bunch of artists that have decided to take matters into their own hands with a new tool that Jamie and I want to break down for you and it is called Nightshade. This is essentially a tool that you can use to poison your your images against AI models that might try to suck them in and train an AI model and it actually ruins the output of AI models. Jamie, you want to tell us a little bit about what exactly is going on here? Yeah, so, you know, there's some companies out there like I know Adobe where they take the high road. If you're going to submit AI generated art, you have to, you know, prove that it's your own intellectual property and that you didn't steal the style from someone. So there's there's companies like that, but I would imagine there's going to be lots out there that don't either care about that or take that into account when it comes to AI generated art. So, you know, the problem is with artists, they could easily have an AI model just generate, uh, use their style and their art and, and copy it, you know, essentially. And so um, that's really going to be a growing problem the more um, AI is used, specifically AI images. So uh, Nightshade is really cool. It basically... Uh, alters the pixels, I guess, from what I understand, so that um, to the person looking at the image, it looks kind of just like a, a shaded version of the image. Um, it's not it's not a watermark, but basically what it will do is scramble it uh, for AI models so that it can't be copied. So, Jaden, what do you think about this? What's Do you have any technical, you know, can you go a little more technical for me? I, I don't really <laughs> quite understand how it does it, but... So, okay, there's a couple different tools that I think are really impressive. And, uh, you know, I don't know all the, the technicality exactly of how this works, but I, I'll bring up another one that I think is interesting and relevant. But, yeah, essentially I think you're, you're, on to, you're on to this. So it's a software that you install. It runs on top of your images. It's, it, um, and it essentially, like, messes up the image in a way that messes it up for robots and these AI models. To a person looking at it, it looks fine. But the AI models, when they suck that image into their data set – um, it actually, it like poisons quote unquote, the actual data set. So when they're training the AI model and telling it like, Hey, this is a picture of a person, like learn from this to know how to make more pictures of per people. The output that the AI model will then generate is just like a mushy mashed up piece of garbage. That's unusable. It's like going back in time on to, you know, mid journey V1 pretty much. It's spitting out those kind of like wacky, not very coherent images. And the problem is even one of these images can have like detrimental impacts on AI models because it can use this like morphed, messed up pixels um, and, and mess it up. So it, depending on like a keyword, right? So like if, if it sucked in an image related to like a duck and then someone wants to generate an image of a duck, it could mess up that output, but it won't mess up the output of all the images. But the problem is a lot, of, well, the problem for AI companies, a lot of artists are fighting back by running Nightshade on all of their art. Um, so it, as it gets spread out to more areas, and it's pretty much the art that they post on their websites, I'll also put that out there. That's where people are, you know, this is where it's all being scraped from. And the big problem is people are like, well, if you don't want your image to be scraped and included, just put like a uh, do not crawl, like TXT file um, on your website. But the problem is then you also won't be included in Google search results. So that would kill any artist's career. So they, they need to be crawled, but they don't want to be included in the AI models of like mid-journey and everyone else. So they run this on there. And as more of them proliferate, eventually, you know, if you just had your content scraped from the web and there was a million of these things in your, in your image data set, it would mess up a lot of the images that are coming out. So 
that's kind of the overview. Now, something that's interesting, there's another company that um, has been doing something similar. In fact, I think Google's working on some of these. Adobe might be working on some of these. OpenAI said that they were working on a version of this where it, it wasn't that, but they're putting watermarks on AI-generated images so that you essentially know if an image is generated by AI or not, but it was invisible to like your eye. Like if you look at the image, you do not see the watermark, but to them, like they take the image and they like change a couple pixels around different places that are going to make it. So like they know the, the watermark, which I think is so fascinating because it's like undetectable to you, but to the AI model, you pretty much upload the image and say, is this AI generated? And it's like, yep, it's AI generated. They also said that they're, they tried to make it impervious to like people, um, people like manipulating the image, like cropping it or like zooming in or like putting a filter on it. I don't know, or like flipping it, like, cause there's all these different like tricks that people used to try to do, right? So I don't know if it's that good. The other problem with it is it's kind of a company by company thing, those watermarkers. So it's like if, if Google generated an image, they'd be able to detect it. Or if OpenAI generated one, they'd be able to detect it. But OpenAI can't detect if like MidJourney generated it. And at that point, it, I don't know how useful it is because there's, you know, there's like 20 big image generator t tools out there. There's a bunch of open source ones. People can generate images. And at some point it's, I don't know, right? Like you yeah. won't be able to detect them all. I mean, this this tool, though, may be overlooked, but I feel like there's going to be huge use case for this going forward for artists specifically, um, or really anyone putting content out on the internet. And um, something a lot of people forgot about that only happened, that was a big thing about a year ago, is the whole NFT space, where you have crypto coming in, and it's basically you have the, the non-fungible token of something. So, you know, I guess I could see, as far as art in the future goes, um, you know, using a combination of, of, of nightshade for artists to protect their, their work. And then if you want to buy the original to use it for, you know, a digital asset for your company, you'd have to buy the NFT or something. You know, I don't, I don't know where it's going to go, but I feel like, um, with, especially with AI generation now, um, a lot, there's going to be a need, a necessary need, <laughs> a necessary need, uh, a need for a lot of these tools, uh, moving forward. Uh, and so I, I, I wouldn't overlook this. That is a great point. It's beyond just like digital art, like, oh, mid-journey trained and it can generate like my style of like animation. Cause you know, like I have a lot of friends that are great artists and they're great at drawing and they, they make animations and stuff. And like, I don't think on an individual level, to be honest, if they're not like making hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars off their art, I don't think they're quite as concerned about being included in a data set like that. Like it probably doesn't impact them as much. But I think the, the point that you bring up about um, like the NFTs where we literally had art that was turned into a commodity is such an interesting topic. It's interesting because there's, I mean, it's, this is nothing new. People are always trying to steal it, but like imagine, for example, if Midjourney trained on Bored Apes Yacht Club's collection of NFTs, and then you could just go there and get it to generate a Bored Ape Yacht Club style NFT, like anything you want. Exactly, and all yeah. of a sudden you could go launch your own collection that's in parallel to theirs without ever hire, having to hire an artist. It just automatically generates. I'm sure like, you know, Board 8 Yacht Club wouldn't like that. So they need a tool like a Nightshade to, to try to like block against that. It is interesting though, because um, I, I do remember, it just reminds me like people stealing NFTs. It reminds me of Twitter. They just actually release the news that they're ending support for NFT profile pictures. So for a while, if you uploaded a NFT and you verified it with your account, your profile picture was like a, a hexagon or a diamond or something. I'm trying to okay. remember. Yep. And then, then it's like, oh, it's like a their profile picture is a real NFT. And it was like, 
you know, this like prestigious thing. I think they're ending it because NFTs have largely all crashed in value and we're all just kind of scams. I don't know, yep. maybe that triggers somebody, but that's kind of my own <laughs> opinion on that. Um, but well, I just remember like during that time when it was like, yeah, but your NFT can be like your profile picture and it's super cool. People would literally just go to like the picture, screenshot it, and then they would yeah. mint the screenshot as it, as its own NFT, but you mint it for like super cheap. You're not actually buying a board ape or, or a cyberpunk. And then you just like verify your screenshot to your Twitter account. So it literally like you got like a cyberpunk or a board ape as your like verified NFT profile picture, but it's literally just a screenshot that you minted for like a hundred, a couple hundred bucks instead of having to pay like a million dollars for it. So wow. I don't like at the end of the day, I don't, I, I think there's the, the nightshade is valuable for the NFTs, but I don't know, like, I'm sure there's other ways that you could steal an NFT and, and pass it off as, you know, you, you being the owner of it. And I don't know, a lot of them have lost a lot of value. I think, was it like Justin Bieber that spent six million dollars on a board ape and now it's worth like a hundred thousand yeah. or something <laughs> i think so i think so yeah i mean you do bring up a good point i mean with nightshade i think i feel like their value could explode if they could somehow use that same uh, image protection f against screenshots you know or something like that um for people who you know pay for their service or something um sorry my lex yeah. or something but yeah so all in all, I think uh, it's a cool tool. If I was an artist, I probably would be using it. Whether it made an impact or not, I think I would just you know want to stick to the man a little bit. And to your point, there are some there are some companies, Adobe in general, that's actually paying for art included in AI models. I think this is the way forward. I think you just got to pay a licensing fee. People are happy to make money. That's the reason why they're a lot of them are creating art. I guess a lot of people get mad at me saying like they're just doing it because they're artists and it makes them happy. But like. If they're mad that you're making money off of it, it's because they're not making money off of it. So the solution is just pay a licensing fee, uh, do what Adobe's doing. And uh, I think it'll be interesting if, if like a company like Midjourney ends up doing something like that. Um, but uh, who, who knows? Because they really have already scraped like the entire internet. So they've already, <laughs> I don't know how they could ever pay license. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's a lot of content. But in any case, um, I think this is a cool tool and there's ways that it's definitely helping people protect their, uh, their art and their investments. So it's kind of cool. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. If you liked it, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, drop us a comment. We read them all and we love to know what you hear about the, uh, the podcast. Let us know if there's anything else you want to hear about on here, but we hope that you all have an amazing rest of your day.